Number one then, and number one now. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. Heffron and Reed. Rated number one podcast by the World Podcasting Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for real. It says it right here. Lock it in and rip the knob off. You're tuned in to the number one show on the planet. The Heffron and Reap Show. Okay, hello, John Reap here. Uh, I am sitting in my trailer uh, on my Hollywood movie set. Uh, about the, it's called Black Sky. Black Sky. Right. And that, that was my friend Kyle, Kyle Davis. Say hi. Hey, what's up, everybody? Kyle Davis here. Kyle Davis is an amazing actor, uh, hilarious guy, all-around fun dude to be around, and uh, he's playing Donk in this. I'm playing Revis. To uh, what, How would you describe our characters there, Kyle? Oh, uh, gosh. I'd say that uh, we're two dumb rednecks, mm-hmm. but I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the dumber of the two, right? Because Thank God, because I'm always the dumbest redneck right? in everything I've always done. So. It's a big change now. <laughs> so John, John's the leader of the pack in this bad boy. And uh, I kind of just do whatever he tells me to. Mm-hmm. And then crazy antics and comedy ensues and stunts and yeah. explosions, tornadoes, and all kinds of shit. How fun was it when we both went in for that press meeting? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. We had um, we had this, uh, I guess, what do you call it? Like a, not a junket, but a... What? I get yeah, technically it would be a junket, but with no. It's kind of like a junket podcast, right? It was just for um, uh, online news media. I think. MySpace, like I- MTV, the, yeah, MySpace, MTV. Um, so we walk in there not knowing what to expect, and uh, they're asking us questions like serious actor type questions, <laughs> and we're not serious <laughs> actors. So <laughs> wait, well, I don't I mean, even. I think- try. I want. I, I wish. I wish. If I'd have known, I would have faked it a little bit more. Right. Because it's nice. To, I would like them to believe that I'm a serious actor. I think all the stuff we said is going to be taken out of context because we were saying some pretty raunchy stuff in there, and I guarantee you they're only going to print the cuss words and bad shit that we said. So well, well, the one guy was like, uh, "So what? Your characters? What's their backstory?" Well, and I said because I don't, I don't have a backstory. I'm just not one of those type of actors who does that. Mm-hmm. I just look at the lines and I fucking read them, and whatever happens, happens. Do you think that like? Uh, Someone somewhere in Hollywood will read that and go, "Well, Kyle's not serious about his craft. I can't, <laughs> I can't hire that guy." See, I, that thought goes through my brain. Like, I can't. I want to at least pretend that I'm serious. I don't it. think that thought has ever crossed my mind. Ever. Really? And if those people don't want me, well, there's always bound to be one person who's like, "Oh yeah, let's work with them." Well, exactly. But I'm just—you've been doing this acting thing a lot longer than me. Me? How many? How many movies have you been in? Um, I think even like shorter movies. I've probably done like 15 movies. Wow. All together. And then TV show wise, I've probably done 30 or 35 guest stars. What do you shows. think most people would recognize you from? Well, the thing that I always get recognized from is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right. I play a little Kev, the retarded white rapper. <laughs> but who turns out he's not really retarded or something like that. I don't even think we figured it out in Always Sunny. But yeah. Because I, I don't rap retarded. But when I'm not rapping, I'm fucking retarded. It's hilarious. I actually because I I cyber stalked you before we uh, were going to work together. Yes. Once I found out who you I were, I heard about this John. <laughs> I looked him up online and I saw that clip of you uh, doing that, and uh, that was very convincing. You had uh, you did what a lot of uh, mentally challenged people do is you had the perma smile. 
Oh, you just yeah. smile all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, it was good. It was good. And, well, thank you. That's very kind of you. And um, and the, you were also in the, the newest Friday the Thirteenth, right? Yes, sir. I was in Friday Thirteenth. I played. I played. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Play. I want to get. Let me guess. Let me, let me, don't say it. You were. You were a lawyer. No. Oh my God. That's so so Is close. That right? No close. Okay. Though. Let me get one more guess. You were. You were a CEO at a Fortune 500 company. Ah, uh, you give up? I give up. I was a redneck. Oh, oh, oh way off. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was good times. And one of our other cast members who's in this movie, Arlen. Right. Arlen was in uh, well, was Friday the Thirteenth as well. I, I don't remember all of that movie. What was what was Arlen? Arlen played the token black guy, like <laughs> he plays in every movie. Wait, he's black. Oh well, I know it's hard to see that he's black, but he's oh, okay. he's, he's a token black guy, right. and he doesn't have a problem with me saying that because he calls himself <laughs> a token black guy. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, it was a, it was a good times, and now, I, I remember uh, I was telling you that my wife and I, and another two other friends of ours, we like to get together and do what I call naked movie night. Oh, and I can't wait to do that when I get back. <laughs> it's not totally naked, uh, you perverts out there. It's okay if you are, because I kind of am too, but so we, we just like to get the, the girls naked and the guys just sort of sit around in boxers uh, or underwear or whatever it is you're comfortable with doing. And we watch, we watch movies that we can drink to, uh, possibly smoke to, and then also have fun watching, and it's not like you're hanging on every word in the dialogue. You can sort of have fun with it and laugh and talk over it at certain points. It's just like a movie to have on in the background yeah. while you're having fun, but then you also drink, like if, if you're watching Friday the 13th, whenever some girl shows her tits, right. or whenever some person gets killed because there's mm-hmm. lots of killing, lots of titties. Lots of, now, did you lose your head in that? <clears throat> when we first shot it, I had my head completely chopped off. All the way off, and then I the, he took the mask off and put it on the hockey mask. Then they came, showed it to the audience; it didn't didn't work out well. So we came back and reshot the scene where he just sliced my throat open almost all the way and oh. blood gushing out. And then he found the hockey mask laying right next to my body and took it. That's a bummer, dude. Uh. I would have. Uh, did, you, did you get to keep the head? No, and I wanted to because it was fucking awesome looking head. I think Michael Bay ended up keeping it. He, he keeps a lot of this stuff in his office. So somewhere right now your head yeah. may or may not be in the office of Michael Bay. In Michael Bay's office when I was in there last he had this I forget what movie it was from but he had this half torso of some guy that was in a movie that was cut in half so he had to do this life size body cast. Right. And it's just fucking freaky. He's got all these weird Heads and alien shit in there. And is he is he into that kind of gory stuff? Or oh yeah, he loves that. Huh? Well, because his company, Platinum Dunes, basically does all horror movies, like all of them. Mm-hmm. The Hitcher, Friday Thirteenth, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They've done all those. They basically okay. That's why Platinum Dunes is like the horror division of his company. Right. Okay. But uh, did yeah. you get to hang with him at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a cool guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's 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 a nice guy. Uh, well, I hope to one day. Maybe if I keep, uh, if I learn from you, yeah, I could be in some Michael Bay films. Well, I haven't. I mean, technically, those films. I mean, they're his because he's a producer, but right. he wasn't around there right. when we were there. Well, you and I have been working together. How long we've been in this thing? We've been up here in uh, almost two months now. Two months in Pontiac, oh. Michigan. Which, if you don't know, Pontiac is an Indian word for shithole. <laughs> there is literally nothing up here. So and. Well, I think where we are is not too bad of an area, but if you go a little bit of ways, it's a little bit ghetto. Yeah. But, uh... What? I mean, it's like, uh, you'll see, like, just empty 
parking lots with empty buildings and grass coming up out of the cement because nothing's happened here for for a year. It's a year. Yeah, it's crazy because it's almost like an apocalypse type thing because these places, not even like a year ago, were like occupied and they're really nice, very well manicured, and that's why stuff is just all overgrown now. But you can see like it was very well manicured not even that long ago. Yeah. And now it's just a fucking ghost town. Remember what they were telling us where we were. Every day there is 90,000 employees going to work, in and out of work there every day. Right. And now there's nobody there at all. Nobody. Literally, all the places are ghost town. They tore down most of the giant buildings where all the GM employees worked and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, the, the studio is basically... Oh, that was a GM plant. Right, it's an old testing facility yep. or something. And it? they just added on some studios and remodeled it. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, so we've been up here trying to uh, entertain ourselves for two months because... <laughs> I mean, our scenes, I'm a little nervous. I don't know if we're doing very good or if they just don't give a shit about us. Because every time we've actually done stuff right. on camera, it's like, hurry, hurry, now, go, go, go. And we do it yeah. like four times and they're done with us. I'm teetering on the verge of that we suck balls. Uh, <laughs> just because there's no, I mean, right? I love I love our director. He's an awesome guy. He's a very visual very into like CGI knows the placement of the camera. Yeah. But well, uh, yeah, the director, let's tell him, the director, Stephen Quayle, also was the assistant director on Titanic. Av- Avatar. And Avatar, is that how you say it? Uh, how is it? How Avatar? Is it? Avatar. I've never seen it, I'm sorry, people. I, I, I like that better. Avatar? I thought you were trying to get Avatar? fancy on me. No, I didn't. Avatar. I've just never seen it. Okay. I've seen Titanic, though. You haven't seen Avatar? No, I... I well, you gotta just check it out for a spectacle. I haven't seen it. Avatar, and I haven't seen, uh, <laughs> haven't seen Lord of the Rings, I haven't seen Spider-Man's. I haven't seen. Oh yeah. I don't know. I'm bad. At that. I'm a big sports guy. That's what I like to watch. Well, that's why stuff. I like you, buddy. See, boom. Um, we also live right next door to each other in LA. We're finding all kinds that. of new things out about each other. We're going to be a fa- uh, fast friends because yes. we live in the same area uh, in uh, Studio City, North Hollywood, Toluca Lake area. And we both like to go to Jinky's Studio, Studio Cafe. Cafe. The best breakfast you'll have in that area. Oh, they got some great chili there too. Oh, the chili's fantastic. Awesome. Turkey. They got great gourmet sausages. That's they, what I love. Oh, see, I've never had that. You but gotta try that. You know what else I love though too is every day they have awesome beer specials. You can get like two dollars or three dollars Stellas every day. Like during the day they have this happening. Yeah, and they have uh, beer mosas. Have you tried that? No, I didn't either. It looks weird to me. Beer mosas. It says mimosa, like with a uh, orange juice right. and uh, champagne. champagne right? They, it's orange juice and beer. Huh. That just sounds gross to me. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it would take off. Other than that, Jiggy's is awesome. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's a lovely place. And uh, but, but then we also go to Firefly. Yep, it's all these places because we live around the same area, and we never even seen each other there no. until now. We go to Spark. Sparky Spark, which uh, I've never been to yet. You gotta go to Spark. Firefly, let me ask you this, because yes, uh, you brought this uh, to my attention, and I don't really, I'm a little foggy about it. We've met before this. Yeah, thanks, John. <laughs> so, the, John's supposedly my cyber stalker, yet when we met years ago, doesn't even fucking yeah, recall usually, it. Yeah, usually, usually I Doesn't do, even recall it. Usually I do the whole, if, I, if I'm not sure if I've met someone, I do the nice to see you. Right. Because that covers all bases. <laughs> you can do like, uh, nice to meet you, that could screw you. <laughs> or if you say nice to see you again, that could screw yep. you. So I just go with, nice to see you, but I think I didn't do it this time. I said... Hey, nice to meet you. And then you said, "Oh no, we've met before." Yeah. And I went like, "Oh, dude." Yeah, it was a bummer. I just broke my own so fucking right rule. there, I was like, "What a fucking <laughs> dick this guy." <laughs> no, we we actually met because 
We have a mutual friend, Todd Gibbenheim. Todd was What's the... What's up, buddy? He, he was my sidekick in all those Dodge truck commercials. Every time I go, I thank God a hammy. Sweet! That's it. That's Todd. Um, and me and Todd did a movie back in the day. So we've been friends for a while. And uh, one day, I don't even... It was a while ago. We were at an audition. I think it was at 200 South of Bray, actually. Yeah. And uh, you happened to be there for an audition. Okay. Todd happened to be there as well. Right. And I happened to be there. And... Uh, Todd came up and was like, hey, what's up, John? And he was like, hey, John, this is Kyle, my right. friend. And you're uh, uh, <laughs> kind of a dick when I first met him. Very Hollywood type. Very Hollywood. That I am, they, go, uh, they do call me the Metro Jeffrey. <laughs> so I must have been very Metro at that point. He was. No, seriously, what, what, do you recall anything about that? No, I mean, I just recall a meeting. It was a very brief meeting, just like, hey, what's going yeah, on? This is my quick, buddy. Yeah. You know, we did those Dodge commercials. I was like, oh, cool. And then you got called in, or we got called in for Kyle, back then I was a serious actor. Mm. So I was probably like all into the sides. Yeah. All into the, uh, well, how am I going to deliver this uh, two sentence thing? John was like sitting there writing like page long notes about it. Like, <laughs> okay, when the camera comes to me, I will do like I did in the Dodge commercial. Stick my arm out <laughs> and vibrate. I'm going to jiggle the seat next to me. But he wrote that all out on the paper. Right, right. Before my motivation for this is. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so yeah, apparently we did meet before. Um, so I apologize for that. Oh, hey, no worries. It, it was better this way. Yeah, I think so. This is like meeting for the first time. And, I'm, and now my audience gets to meet you for the first time, too. Yeah, Because so, there's lots you. to discover about Kyle Davis. You have, a, you have an awesome uh, history, background, of uh, even how you got into acting. Yeah, it was a very weird thing. Can you run that down <clears throat> for me real quick? Sure, I'll run down a, a quick version for you. So when I was uh, 17, I can't really recall, 17, 18-ish... I was in a fight and got beat up really bad and became blind in my left eye. Right. And so... You can, you can elaborate on that a little bit. Well, yeah, I got uh, some kids that stole the car stereo from me. And uh, I feel like I knew who did it or somebody told me these kids did it. Me and a buddy of mine got drunk off lots of vodka. That can I mean happen. lots. Yeah. Basically blackout drunk. I had what you call a stun gun. <laughs> that would take out a cow or anything else. Was it the kind that actually shot the little prongs <clears throat> no, out? No, no, it's the kind where you can click it and it's like zzz, yeah, a little light blue bulbous. light. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I brought that down with me, not knowing what I was going to do, not even knowing the situation I was getting into. Had it in my pocket, and when I got down there, it was just me and my buddy John. There happened to be like seven or eight dudes there from what I recall. And I guess from what my friend was telling me, I went down and I pulled out my stun gun and was zapping it. And one of the kids said, hey, you put that away, I'll fight you. And I was like, oh, okay. And I went to go put it away. It fell on the ground, and when it fell on the ground, somebody sucker kicked me, like, right in the face. Oh, you went, you bent down to pick yeah. it up, and then they kicked, oh, kicked me. Like a, like a punning of football. Yeah, yeah, and then that's that's all I remember. And oh. then, then my friend said they had just all started jumping on me and smashing me in the face and punching me. Yeah. And then my friend dragged me away. Wow. To his car, and then when I did come to and wake up, my eyes were swollen shut, my face was all swollen black and blue, and then on like the third day, I was in the shower, and I noticed like my eye, just like a black black thing right there, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And the next day, it was like half... I mean, your vision would... Yeah, it was like, just imagine somebody just kept taking like a black card and moving it over your eye like that. Wow. And that's how it was, and then it was like almost halfway covered, and I was like, holy shit, there's something wrong. <clears throat> comes out, I have to go to the eye doctor. Right away, I get in there. He said, you have a detached retina. You need to have emergency surgery. So a few days later, I was having emergency surgery where they had to keep me awake during the whole thing. 
and numb half my face where my left eye is. They take your eyeball out, reattach the retina, do that stuff. They cut out my lens in my eye, took out the lens, right? Uh, put in this gas bubble type thing to stabilize it. Ugh. Had to lay face down for 21 days straight. Face down for face 21 down like days that straight to keep this thing level. Oh my god! Uh, now, did you have to be in the hospital the whole time, or no? I was only in the hospital actually for like a day or two. So you had to go home and lay like yeah, that. Yeah, and you know, and my family's not rich. Did so they I, give you a bed? No, no, no. I had to fucking lay on a regular shit bomb bed, <laughs> put like a, a TV tray at the end, like this, and put a pillow on it so I could lay down and have my head over the bed oh like that. Oh my god! Did you? Were you? Did you oh. have things? Well, I guess you can't really. It'd be hard to read. It was, I couldn't do anything. It was a nightmare. Oh and then god. every day, three times a day, I had to put these eye drops in and. <clears throat> anyway, that um, wasn't the fast version because John made me. No, talk. no, it's fine. I mean, this is. Uh, I want to keep this in here because. Okay. It's really good. So, so what happened then? Cut to a little bit longer. I was a fucking punk ass, stupid kid, always fighting, doing drugs, <laughs> stealing, doing stupid shit. My roommate at the time, this guy named Jason, and my cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I was actually thinking about moving to Florida with uh, my buddy Jason because he had lived there before and he was a jet ski instructor. Right. And I was, you know, a turning point in my life, didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I couldn't join the army anymore because you can't join the army if you have a blind eye. Oh, so prior to that fight, you were... I I'd thought about joining the army, yeah, okay. that was the thing. And I had also thought I could be a professional skateboarder. Well, way off. I mean, that was pretty <laughs> decent, but uh, I was never never good enough to be pro. So what happened was uh, I was all really seriously considering moving to Florida. At the last second, my cousin Kevin was like, dude, just come to L.A., hang out, you can, like do skateboarding stuff mm-hmm. and uh, at one point I was like maybe I can be a model <laughs> found out right away that wasn't working uh, people were like giving me fake confidence like oh yeah you could do that and uh, well, uh, at, least no, you, yeah. at least someone told you that no one's ever told me <laughs> I could maybe be a model so at least you had that so uh, so I ended up moving out there with my cousin uh, we get this apartment in Hollywood and uh I would say, yeah, my cousin was trying to be an actor at the time, and a couple months into it, I had torn my ACL skateboarding, which, and I was like, son of a bitch, this bad shit keeps happening to me, and then I was like, then I was like, really, what the fuck am I going to do now, this is brutal, I have nothing to do, so uh, my cousin was like, try being an actor, I got some pictures taken, this is the first time I thanked this guy, I don't know his name, but he was a photographer, yeah. And I went to go get some modeling pictures slash headshots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was brutally honest with me. We took like five rolls of film, and he came back to me when they developed, and he was like, listen, he's like, I'm not trying to like be a dick or anything, but he's like, you're no model. He's like, he's all, if they were a model, he's like, you would have hundreds of good shots and not just four good shots. And I was like, and I really started thinking, I was like, he's right, I can't do this shit. And so I ended up getting those, using the headshots, sending them out to agencies, I probably sent out 200 pictures to agents, and I never got one call back except for one. This guy named Tori Christopher. See that for you guys listening. This is how hard it is. It's hard. You have to even audition to get an agent. Yeah, it's not, not even to get in a part in a, in a commercial. Yeah, just getting the agent to hopefully get you auditions yeah. for commercials. It's insane. I mean, this business is brutal. People don't realize how hard it really is. Yeah. So, and so, so 500, I, 200, you submitted all over oh, the place? I mean, submitted everything. And I had no resume, granted, but I just put on there, even though I had torn my ACL, I put on there still, I was like, mm-hmm. I think I put on there professional, professional skateboarder because right. I wanted them to be like, oh, this guy's professional, even though I wasn't, so oh, it'd get me in the door. Nice. So this one guy, Tori, called me up because he was, at the time, back then, was called uh, extreme stunt people. Right. So he signed me on... 
long story short, three months go by, and I was like, I didn't know anything about this business. I called him up. I was like, yo, dude, this is Kyle. What's going on? Why am I not getting any auditions? And he was like, oh, here's... He's like, why don't you come in and see how this whole thing works? And I was like, okay. And I came in there and started interning. Next thing you know, I became like a junior agent. Met every casting director in the book. Wow. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Met, every, awesome. met every casting director in the book, which is... If I didn't do that, I would have never been a successful actor because I had no idea how things work. Wow. And I found out everything. I found out all the headshots that worked back then. And once and once I started working for him, I mean, I just it was like gangbusters. I started booking commercials like crazy. Now I've done like over 70-something commercials. My God. And I was, then I worked for big casting directors. I worked for Ronna Kress casting for a little bit. I worked for Francine Maisler casting. Mm-hmm. Um, going behind the scenes like that and seeing all these people audition stuck in my brain and helped me become like such a better actor because I would see the choices that they were making in the scene and I was like I never thought about that Mm -hmm. and literally I learned so much from doing that way more than you could ever learn in a fucking acting class because I've never even I took an acting class only a few times because my manager made me but I didn't get along with the the guy in there and uh, well that's smart see I, I took this commercial intensive class where Right. It was like on a Sunday or Saturday where you go in for eight hours mm. and you just sort of they learn the basics of like this is how it works. Here's how, here's what you should do in this situation. Blah blah blah. Right. And I learned a lot just from that. But the way you did it is a thousand times. But <laughs> not everybody can sort of uh, be an intern for. Uh, that's smart. I mean, uh, even if you looked into that, that was pretty fortunate. Yeah, and and nowadays I think things are a lot different because when I first started, I mean, what, I've been doing this for almost fourteen years. <laughs> when I first started, you know, now everything's run by the internet. Everything. Right. There's no headshots anymore. Everything is done by submitting online. Yeah. Back then, everything was done by headshots. They had couriers sending yeah. sending headshots out. So you could actually sneak into casting places, yeah. drop off your headshot, things like that. Right. It's not done like that anymore. If you do that, it's going right into the garbage. Right. Which it mainly did back in the days, too. Yeah. But, um, wow, what was your first audition that you booked? Okay, so my... Well, here's it. My very first job I ever got in Hollywood was I was uh, one of the contestants on the dating game with Chuck Woolery. What? The, that was the very first job I've had. <laughs> wow. And it was, it was That's pretty, a long time ago. Dude. How I mean, old not, were you? I was, I think I was still 19 or just turned 20 years old. Wow. And I got I got on there and I was one of the three contestants. I lost. The girl didn't pick me. Fucking, <laughs> what a bitch she was. Was it no, no. The emails on that show, was anyone else like an actor that... Yeah, and that's what I was getting to, so oh, check what? this out. The other two contestants, one of them actually became a famous guy, and the other one became a successful actor, too. It was so crazy, all of us became working actors. Do tell. <laughs> one of the guys' name was Mikey Day. He's a comedian. He started in a short-lived show with uh, Selma Blair, who he was oh, dating. Okay. I can't remember the name well, of he's it. He was dating Selma Blair. He was for a little bit. Now wow. she's moved on. Of course. But uh, he does he does stuff on Jay Leno's show now. Mikey Day. Mikey Day. Look him up. Look and then up. the other guy's name, I think his name is David Wax, I think his name was. Okay. And he has done some films and stuff, too, from what I looked up on IMDb. So it's, it's pretty what rare. About the, the chick? Is she back on the oh, streets? Oh, God. I don't... <laughs> you know, I felt like I tried looking her up, but I don't remember if she'd done anything. She was a model at the time, I think. Which one of those guys won that one? Mikey, uh, Day, Mikey Day did. Mikey Day. <laughs> but then he told me right afterwards, when she saw him, she was like, I don't want to go on a date with you. 
That's how those fucking game shows are. I was also on Bobcat Goldquaith's show called Bobcat's Big Ass Show. Oh, right after I vaguely remember that, yeah. Uh, lost that, but my cousin was on there and won a trip to Hollywood where we already fucking lived. <laughs> <laughs> it was so dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's yeah. taxi cab fare. Exactly. That's it. Okay, so getting back. So the first the first job I ever got though was a commercial for a Jack in the Box, and I had been on. I'm not joking. A hundred to two hundred auditions. I never even got a fucking call back on oh commercials. My God. Yeah. And because and then until something clicked in my head was like, oh, that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. And uh, so when I got that job, I was so stoked, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go on a run and book commercials forever. Yeah. And. Uh, after I booked that commercial, I booked one right after that, an IRS PSA. Oh, really? Fuck the government. Um, <laughs> and then I didn't book another commercial for over a year. And then, oh, I, wow. then I seriously was like, maybe I should not do this. This yeah, is maybe I'm all washed yeah. up. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> my very first job, besides an actor, though, I was a, a waiter slash busser slash dishwasher at Tom Bergen's Irish Pub on Fairfax. Uh-huh. Delightful little place. Is it still there? It still is. It's one of the oldest restaurants slash pubs in uh, in L.A. And it was also the basis for that the TV show Cheers. That's oh, really? where the writers came in and founded Cheers on that bar. Wow! Didn't know that. I didn't. I've never been there either. Also, home out. of the Irish coffee. Hello. It's delightful. It's right. It's like uh, not too far from LACMA. Okay. So it's good times. LACMA is the L.A. County Museum of Arts. Uh, something like that. I don't. I just call, always call it lack. I, I just, never even I know. Think I, I think I sounded that out and it made Perfect. sense. Perfect. It's right by La Brea Tar Pits. Oh yeah, which Fantastic. I went to not too long ago. Did you? I did too. Yeah. What was your experience? Yeah. I I had only been to it when I was younger. It's. I mean, the the museum part of it when you go inside. Yeah. Uh, pretty interesting. They have. Uh, what was weird is if you ever go there, uh, do the do the museum on the inside because they have. Uh, you can actually watch people working. Oh yeah, I it's saw that. That like, was cool, actually. Yeah, it's almost like they're the animals. Yeah, <laughs> and we're sitting there staring at them. I mean, I came within like four inches. I was a, just a thing of glass separating me yeah. and some scientist who's with a toothbrush is like brushing dirt off of a skull. I kept putting my face right up close and just staring <laughs> at him, like, "Hey, it's a, it is kind of weird." It's amazing how long it takes them, though, because it would show these oh videos God, on a thing, and these people would be brushing off. I mean, a. Minuscule little bone for right. hours, just right. hours. The, a, a mouse bone. Uh, it's yeah. insane how they'd even find that stuff. Um, so, so you uh, you got into acting. You got your Jack in the Box commercial, your IRS commercial, and then you just sort of <laughs> the ball uh, took a year off, but not on purpose. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you, how did you get the ball rolling again? Did you get uh, your agent? Did you no, fire somebody? No, no, no. I I was still doing uh, the agent team. Also, during that time, I was doing a shitload of music videos, but music videos at that time paid $100 for, for all day. There was no overtime music. You mean as like a, a background actor or something, dancing? Or? Uh, no, I was like a featured guy all the time. So if you Google me or do stuff like that... Rapping? I, no, no. What were you doing? No, no. I, I was like an, a, an extra, but oh. I was like... You know how in music videos there's like a main person in the videos? Yeah. yeah. I, I was like that guy. Like in the story is about I, I did... Um, oh, that's hilarious. I did the very first P.O.D. music video. Puggle of Dumb? The... Payable on payable on death. Do you remember POD? Yeah, fans I, 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 I almost said pull of mud, but that's right, right. POM. Yeah, exactly. So POD, I did their first music video. Um, I was in like quite a few scenes in there. I done I done a lot of music videos. I don't even remember. Well, I'm gonna look it up later. Yeah, so I was as I was doing those, and then finally something clicked. I don't even know how it happened, but I started just getting callbacks and getting booked on commercials like crazy. 
I, wow. I mean, literally. Yeah, I remember in one year I booked almost 20 commercials. Wow. It does sort of like come in cycles, it yeah, seems like. Yeah, definitely I mean, does. Uh, which is weird how that works. <laughs> it's very easy to get oversaturated. I think that's what happened with I would book 20 commercials in one year, and the next year I'd only book a few. Yeah. And then I'd book 12 commercials, 15 commercials. Wow. And back then they they paid a lot more than they do now because nowadays, as you know, they, they shoot a commercial. And for all you non-actors... They do this thing called a 13-week cycle, basically a three-month period right. where they pay your residuals. And most commercials now air it for a 13-week cycle, and then bye-bye, bye-bye. Yeah. Commercials, when I first started, they would air them for a year, two years. Yeah. You could make up to 80 grand off it. Right, because it would just it would start over. Yeah. The 14th week, the yep. residuals would go back to, to the very one, beginning of then, where it yep, started. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I got lucky on that one, too, with the Dodge John knows. Commercials. Yeah, John, John, John's a very rich man. I got lucky with those Dodge commercials, that's <laughs> for sure. I'm rich because I have a happy life right. with my wife, not not cash. Beautiful wife, <laughs> by the way, Genta. And you, too, Kyle. Oh, thank and you. our wives get along. That's nice. Exactly. April and, uh, and Genta. Yeah. And the moms went out to a ballerina show. Yeah, Isn't they that did. right? Yeah, it's fantastic. I think that's what they call it, ballerina show. <laughs> this is going to be that's a three, what I call it. This is going to be a three-part segment, by the way. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you this because okay. I think we're probably going to have to wrap okay. it up here in a minute. Because uh, John Heffern will not let me talk this long. No. I'm sure he's he's probably going ape shit right now. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, yeah. I just did. I cussed right there. So that's uh, every time we cuss, we give a dollar to the Wounded Warriors Project. Oh wow! Have a little swear jar. Holy shit! So, I don't like boom! There it is. It's ding! Uh, so we'll have to count the swear words in this. But some money in the swear jar. Okay. Um, I'll 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 do your money. Don't worry. About okay. It. We don't charge our guests. This Thank is you. Me and John. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so uh, I want to ask you this: What anything sort of crazy happened on any of your uh, commercial shoots? Yeah, I do have one fucking crazy crazy story. Bing. There's some more money for Wounded War. <laughs> so um, there's this Heineken commercial, big worldwide campaign. Thing and uh, wow, well, let me, how does that pay with residuals worldwide? Let me tell you, not good. Really? They basically because it was. I have very, I have good luck, but I also have very bad luck when it comes to things. It, it was a worldwide thing. It aired everywhere in the world except for the United States. Ah, <laughs> so bummer. Basically, in in, in uh, I mean, there's lots of little provinces in, in other countries. So they would give you buyouts for all those little things. So oh. you get $2,500 here, 5000 here. So, I mean, ultimately, in the end, I end up making a decent amount on it. Yeah. But the the thing that happened, they decided to shoot this commercial in Mexico City, of all places. So we get there. How long ago is this? Oh, gosh. Five, ten, two? Maybe eight years ago. Okay, now. all right. I mean, it, it's been a while. Because I know Mexico now is not the safest place to go. Yeah, and it wasn't back then either. Okay. This is right after they shot that movie Man on Fire with Denzel Washington. Okay. So that'll set set up this thing. <laughs> so we get there. Um, we're there on the third day, scouting locations, doing stuff like that. And the joke around set had been, you know, we'd all been joking around about kidnappings because I guess they happen around there a lot. Okay. Excuse me. And uh, so... <laughs> we get done doing our marks, and they're like, okay, you guys can go back and, you know, go sit in your chairs, wait for us. As we're walking back, we get to our chairs, somebody, a PA or somebody comes running up to us, and she's like, she's like, get in the fucking van, get in the van, get in the van. 
they're kidnapping people. What? And we were like, we were like, ah ha ha, funny you got <laughs> this. You said you could joke. <laughs> the look on her face was sheer terror, and she was like, I'm not joking. She's like, they're taking people. Get in the van right now. Whoa. Then my heart just dropped, and I, I really thought that instant. I was like, I could, I could be dead. I could, I could get killed. Me and another guy that we're with started freaking out. We're running to the van. As we're running out there, the the van driver is right there. We see all these like black Lincoln town cars. All and I'm not joking. All these dudes, mafia dudes, have fucking like machine guns and stuff like that. Wow! And we're running to the van. Our van driver, this Mexican guy, has his nine millimeter gun out on his dashboard, like ready yeah. to fucking shoot things. Oh my god! And uh, I was literally, I was freaking out. I was like, this is. This is insane. This is not really happening were right now. Were they just bum rushing the commercial shoot area? Yeah, yeah. Or were you guys out in the open where there was lots of other civilians? No, we were out in the, in the open, but it was all cord enough because we we're shooting commercial. Yeah. And they all pulled up because the mafia is very corrupt over there. Yeah. And we had the the production, from what I found out, had even paid to have uh, cops on the set right. watch them. Extra security. But those cops were paid off by the mafia oh, already. Oh God. So they basically came in. They had kidnapped five people off the set. Uh, they kidnapped some of the uh, some of the grips and stuff like that. The lighting people. Oh my god! And but I think well, even, thank God it wasn't. No, I know. Actors. I know. Even some of that stuff. <laughs> Screw the grips. The funny thing was they. Kid, I think they kidnapped like it was either three or four Mexican crew and then one American crew who was on oh. the thing. They were probably going four Americans, there, weren't they? <laughs> probably. Yeah. And but people were running off the set. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. So we go back to our hotel. Everybody's freaking out. I mean, everybody is. Were there any shots fired? No, no, there was no okay. shots fired. But you go to this this campaign for Heineken. Yeah. This was like a multi multi million dollar thing. So it was basically like a movie shoot. Right. It was lots of big wigs there. Like I remember the camera guy was the camera DP from Gladiator. It was like a big movie. Oh really? So we get back. Everybody's freaking out. Finally. Uh, Hours and hours later, the moth, one of like the head guys designated to like get money, comes to the hotel. Mm-hmm. They talk to him, and they the production gives them the ransom that they demanded. Oh my god! And th- they wouldn't tell us how much it was because they wanted to keep it secret. Just a couple burritos. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure it was a lot of money. And they end up giving the ransom, got all the guys back. Jeez. And uh, at this point, I was so over it. I just called Majin and I was like. Listen, I told her the whole thing that happened. I was like, I want to get, I want to get the fuck out of here. I'm yeah. not, I don't feel safe here. I just, yeah, it's not, it's not worth my life for this money. No. And she was like, she was like, I totally understand. She called production. Production was like, no, please, just keep him here because I was the main star of the whole commercial. Wow. And uh, basically, I was like, listen, I'll stay here, but I want to be. Like you're gonna have to treat me like a king. Yeah, I'm gonna need a raise. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> What'd so, you get? Let me tell you this, because we didn't even, we didn't even end up shooting for a few more days because we had to find another location. Yeah, we ended up shooting the whole commercial inside of the fucking hotel that we were staying. In. It was like a five star hotel. Uh-huh. We shot a little bit on the sidewalk. We shot in the hotel for ten days, and nice. so they basically were like, "Listen, you can have whatever you want. Do whatever you want. We'll pay for it." I was racking up ten thousand dollar bills at this place. I was getting. <laughs> I was getting bottles of Don Perignon uh, the very the very first night after the kidnapping happened. And all the crew, everybody was hanging out on the rooftop of the pool area. Yeah. And I ordered like three or four bottles of Don Perignon. I was ordering <laughs> for everybody. Oh, everything. My my bill at the end. I don't even know how high it was. It was very high though. Yeah. But also we were in Mexico City, so you got to think Mex- right. money's a little. A lot. Yeah, yeah. You get a lot more half money. that probably. Exactly. So if it was ten thousand, it was like five thousand dollars. Yeah. But I just kept racking up things. They said when I first got there, I couldn't make phone calls. I was calling everybody long distance. Yeah. So uh, they paid for it in the end. Very nice. Wow. Crazy story. That would have scared the shit out of me. But it, it sure did, and I was 
insane. Oh man, that is crazy. Well, that was awesome, Kyle. <laughs> Ditto, John. Um, we're gonna wrap this up here. Is there anything that you want to plug? Uh, do you have a website? Do you have a Facebook? Anything that you want the people to go to? to be <coughs> um, let's see. I have a Facebook page, but it's not my fan page, so um, I love you, fans. So basically, stay away from Kyle. <laughs> no, no, no. And don't look him up. And I, but look up the music videos. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and see if you can even find them. It's like f Spot Kyle. Right. But uh, I do have a movie that me and uh, one of my best friends did, Devin McGinn. Uh, we, the found footage movie. Much we, like this. Oh, very similar, but different, different storyline and budget. Uh, yeah, different budget. It's the the one we did was only a million dollar budget, which is still a decent. Oh, wow! So, oh, really? Wow! Yeah, big. and uh, we hopefully it'll be coming out next time, next year, sometime. And we're we're shopping it around to some studios right now. Very nice. And, What's it uh, called? Well, uh, right now I think it's called Skinwalker Ranch. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure of the title right now because it could be changing. It could change. Yeah. What's a quick little synopsis? It's basically uh, about this uh, group of scientists and who come to this uh, this uh, farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, where there has been crazy phenomenons happening. Where like they would find these cows outside, and there was no way they could get out. They found these cows completely mutilated, but with not one drop of blood. It was just dry as a bone. Really? They had no idea. That's how the true thing. This was a real oh, thing okay. that happened. They had no idea how these cows got out here. It was very freaky. Wow. So they think it was like. Aliens or shapeshifters that were really doing this. Anyways, this kept happening to people on the farmhouse. They got so spooked they moved out. Wow. A group of scientists really did come into this house to yeah. try to figure out the phenomenon. And then with movie magic, we made it a crazy thing that stuff would never happen and people uh, were killed and things okay. like that. And uh, cool. I think it's going to turn out well though. All, All right. right. Well, we'll, we'll be looking out for that. And uh, appreciate you having me on the podcast. Thanks for having me, John. Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Davis. Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll give it back to John Heffern now, who I'm sure is uh, can't wait to uh, uh, critique my uh, my abilities here. Thanks, right. John. Bye bye. <laughs> Go to heffernandreap.com for tour dates and great links. Hey, did you get that? It's heffernandreap.com. Go there now. now. Heffern and Reap. Follow them on Twitter. Totally for sure. Ask Heffern and Reap. <laughs>